are about to hear a life-changing message preached at Revival International Memphis by the Reverend Kojo Orleans Lindsay. In Philippians 2 verse 4, the Bible says, Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. In this special International Sunday message, Reverend Lindsay preaches a powerful message about others. God's mind is full of man. Jesus thought about others when he came and died for you and me. Often when we wake up, our mind is full of ourselves, not concerned with the well-being and needs of others. So let us listen into this anointed word and allow Jesus to live in us and transform our lives to love and care for what he does. Be blessed. Jesus my teacher You are my teacher Jesus my savior Jesus my shepherd I'm so grateful Lord Thank you Thanks for reaching Thanks for saving Jesus my savior Thanks for choosing me Jesus will bless your name. Hallelujah. We welcome your power, your word. Yes. Holy welcome. Spirit, thank you for your presence. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Make a difference. Bring yes. salvation. Change Bring our wisdom. Lives. Bring yes. transformation. Transformation. Transfigure us. Hallelujah. By your presence. May we never be the same. Heavenly Father, show Amen. mercy on us. Let your grace abound. Hallelujah. I pray by the time this time a season is finished from this church may we never be the same amen those who came with problems will leave with solutions hallelujah those who came with burdens it would have been lifted amen and your presence will go with us yes we thank you holy spirit for your presence and power in jesus christ's mighty name amen amen please put your hands together one more time please be seated in the presence of the lord i want to share a very short message with you what jesus did for others no no what jesus did for himself okay 
And you think it's a good message? No, Jesus did nothing for himself. He did everything for others. So I want to teach you today, share with you what Jesus did for others. Amen. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 4. He says, do not, New Living Translation, don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. Amen. Hallelujah. I'll say it again. Do not look out only for your own interests. Take interest in others' interests too. It looks like a lot of interest, a confliction of interest. But that's what it is. We are in a world which is besettled with selfishness, selfish, self-centeredness, self-orientation, self-aggrandizement. It's a word. Selfish, ishing about self. Everybody wants it to make, to make it about. For example, wow. today this is not about any nation. It's about every nation. But you could see that the nations had prepared well. When it came to their nations, they danced more. When it came to other people's nations, they sat down and watched. Ishing hey. about self. Selfish. Ladies and gentlemen, selfish people are the most lonely people. Mercy. And the Bible predicts it in 2 Timothy chapter 3 from verse 1 to 5. That in the last days, you should know this, Timothy. That in the last days, there will be very difficult times. And you will see the reason for the difficult times. All difficult times are due to one thing, selfishness. Yeah. When the difficult times are coming, it's going to be, be, be introduced by selfishness. Okay. For people will love only themselves and their money. Yeah. When you see that happening, the end is about to come. In the last days, the difficult times will be... Any difficult marriage is because of selfishness. Any difficult home is because there's a selfish child, a selfish husband, a selfish has mother, a selfish somebody. Any church is because there's a selfish group. The church is so selfish that the world is suffering. Mercy. We love ourselves so much that the world looks like we think that hatred should come from the world. But believe me, the biggest hatred is from the church. Mercy. The church hates the world. Because otherwise the world should be in the church. This crowd we see should not be an international Sunday crowd. It should be a regular Sunday crowd. On a regular Sunday, the church members should actually have difficulty sitting down. Because we invited the world to our church. So that the church will become their church. So that the world will become our church. It's true. But out of selfishness... Ask yourself, when was the last time you did the Jesus thing? The Jesus thing. Jesus, Bible says that John the Baptist came not eating or drinking. They said he has a demon. Jesus Christ came to eat and drink with the public, with Republicans, not Republicans, publicans and sinners. And they said, ah, a wine bibber, a friend of publicans and sinners. They said he's, he's a glutton. Mercy. But that's the Jesus thing. Jesus goes out there. The Bible says, For people will love only themselves and their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God, disobedient to parents. Kids, disobedient to parents is a sign of the end. It's a demonized child that dies there. Yeah. You make your own parent sad 
and cry. It's a selfishness. Children can be very selfish. Mercy. Oh, yeah. Until I grew up, I didn't know parents also cry. Mm. Because I made my parents cry a few times. And I've been praying, God, don't let my children make me cry. But I've cried a few times. And they don't seem to realize that they're hurting you. They will consider nothing sacred. I mean, they will be disobedient to parents and ungrateful. They will be love and loving and loving and unforgiving. These are all signs of selfishness. Right. They will slander others and have no self-control. They don't care when they slander you. In fact, the more it hurts, the more they do it. Wow. Actually, they're looking for the sign Lord have mercy. that you are hurting. You know, one time, I one of my kids, I was so shocked. A child was breastfeeding on my wife. And then as she was breastfeeding, then she would bite my wife. And then my wife would scream, ouch! Then she would start laughing. <laughs> he did it for a number of times. And you know what my wife decided to do? I will not give this guy the pleasure of seeing my pain. So the guy would bite. And my wife would also bite her teeth. Oh, I won't cry. Then the guy would come and look. Why are you not crying? Then you try again. Look, now I cry. And then he began to cry. Oh, it's like you're not giving me pleasure. It's like your pain gives people pleasure. You'll Mercy. be surprised. People look out for your pain so they can laugh. That's the sign of the end time. Mm. They will betray their friends. In fact, they said they will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. Verse 4, they will betray their friends, become reckless. They will be puffed up with pride and love pleasure rather even more than God. Help us, Lord. They will have love pleasure than God. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is why when you come to church, preach for more than 45 minutes, people will start getting irritated. Change the church times and hey, you are inconveniencing us. No, no, no. We love ourselves more than God. We love pleasure, sleep more than the Bible. They will act religious, but they will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. Mercy. I am not speak, making a hate speech. I'm reading the Bible. The Bible says this is not the kind of people. Now, Jesus Christ came to change that narrative. He Thank came you, to move us from when we, to being happy about people's pleasure. Bible says God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. He takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. Rather, he's happy when his servants are blessed. You should take pleasure when people are happy. You should be happy that people are happy. In fact, when people are not happy, you should want them to be. Jesus Christ was in heaven and saw the plight of mankind and was not happy and came. He came from heaven to earth to show the way. Wow. From the earth to the cross to pay our debts. From the cross to the grave to die our death. From the grave, he rose up triumphantly over death so that you and I can live. Amen. Clap for Jesus. Thank Clap you, for Jesus. Jesus. He came to change the narrative. So Philippians chapter 2 from verse number 1, the Bible says, Is there any... Let me read from verse 3. Don't be selfish. Don't be selfish. Tell someone, don't be selfish. Don't 
Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others more or better than yourselves. Yeah. Don't look out only for your interests. But take an interest in others too. Next verse. I'm reading to 11. You must have the same attitude. In fact, the King James says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Though he was God, he didn't think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. That's how come we are here. He took the humble position of a slave or a servant and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, still downgrading further, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death wow. on the cross. On my behalf. Yeah, wow. on my behalf. Yes. So look at Jesus. Look at it carefully. He gave up his heavenly seat. Mm. That supernatural heaven that we all want to go. He gave it up and came down mm. to be with mankind. And when he came... I mean, if I was Jesus, if I came here, I would be an angel at least. Mm -hmm. I would experience some privileges. But he took on the form of a human being. Wow. And as a human being, he even downgraded further and took on the form of a criminal. Because if he had not taken on the form of a criminal, he would not have been punished for you and I. And not only a criminal, he went down to the criminal that was condemned to death. Joy, say amen. A criminal condemned to death. Worse and worse for the sake of others. If I'm going to exclude, make people really enjoy, I will give them my righteousness and take their sin. Then I should take the worst of their sins so that they will enjoy the best of my righteousness. He went to the extreme for others. And when it was time to die, he could have died with an electric chair. Or a gunshot. Or an arrow. Easy. But the cross. With ridicule. With nails piercing. All that with bleeding. Wow. Disgraceful death. All to get the worst of it so that people will get the best. Bible says, therefore, in verse 9. God also elevated him to the place of highest honor. And gave him the name above all other names. That at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee should bow. In heaven, on earth, and even underneath the earth, where the demons are. And every tongue will declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Clap for Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, anybody that behaves like Jesus Christ, you are usually very celebrated and honored. Even at the workplace, the people that make the biggest sacrifices are the ones that are promoted. Even at home, you have to learn to be like Jesus. What did Jesus do to change this narrative? What did he do? Number one, Jesus sought about others. Jesus sought. His thinking was about others. The Bible says in Psalm 4 and verse 3, over there, the Bible says that, You can be sure of this. The Lord set apart. Let's go to verse 4. Psalm 4 and verse 4. You know. um, You know, find me the scripture in King James that says, What is man that thou art so mindful of him? Or the son of man that you visit him? I think it's chapter 8. Yeah, bring me that scripture. 
What is man that thou art so mindful of him? Do you know God's mind is full of man? Full of that. So what is man? Yes, Psalm 8 verse 4. What is man that you are so mindful? What is your mind full of? Jesus thought about others. He thought about you and I. He came for you and I. He's thinking about you. In fact, so much so that he said, when you come to pray, don't even worry about what you're going to pray for, for he knows what you need before you pray for it. What is filling our minds when we wake up? Ourselves. Our job. What we will eat. What we will drink. We never think about others. You should be sure that as we're organizing this parade, organizing this celebration, I told the church members, don't think about yourself. Think about others. Every nationality, this. Others. Thinking about others makes you a better person. Believe me, the happiest people, the most blessed people, are the selfless people. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Bible says the sleep of a laboring man is sweet. Yeah. Selfish people are the most lonely people. Selfish people are the most wicked people. Selfish people are the most unpleasant people to be with. Oh, yeah. If you are married to a selfish person, they never see anywhere they're going wrong. When I was about to get married, somebody told me that when there is an issue, don't point fingers. Ask yourself, what did you contribute to bring this problem? And what can I do to make it better? And what can I do to make this person happy? One time, I was so mad and immature about situations that I really made my wife cry. I went to my bishop. Bishop asked me, do I want to be happy? If I want to be happy, I should plant happiness in my wife. Do you know what my wife has asked? He had asked me to buy a refrigerator so that we can store some food. She was a physician. I was a physician. She had not married before. I had not married before. All I knew that my, my father... My mother cooked a lot for my father. And my father always liked fresh food. So I told her, darling, you may be a doctor, but I need fresh food every day. Oh, yeah. It was an argument for a long time, but I insisted. And you know how sometimes men say, the man is the head of the household. And therefore, I took on that scripture. The man is the head of the household. What I say is what you do. Foolishness, pridefully. Um, displaying as wise. I didn't know I was a fool. Look. And she cooked every day. She would go from the, come from the emergency room, tired and would cook. I could see that I had a glorified maid servant in my house. Mm. But I didn't care. Not good. Evil. Yes. I was not like Jesus, although I was in the church. I didn't think about, I thought about myself. And I said, now I'm married. I'm like my daddy. Treat me like a king. And when she was tired, she just burst out of the house. I said, I'm not coming to this house anymore until you change your attitude. She went straight to the church office and I was called into a high-level meeting. That was when I was told, you're such a wicked man. I said, no, I'm such a good husband. Who knows what my rights are? All the insistence on rights is based on selfishness. And I told them, that's what I saw in my home. That's what I'm going to do. But I'd forgotten my mother never worked. That was her job. And she did it happily. But I was not considerate. My bishop told me, you just have a glorified housemaid 
who cooks for you, does and once in a while gives you pleasure, whatever you need. And I said, really? And he said, Jesus said, love your neighbor like yourself. When you come from work, would you like to cook until it's after midnight? And he said, no, I'm the husband. He said, no. No. I was dissected properly. And then she told me, if you want your wife to be happy, you want to be happy, make your wife happy. So happiness into her. And he said, that refrigerator, buy it. And let her cook for a week and put it there. Every day when she comes, she can take it out or you can take it out and microwave it. I said, I'll try it. Look, I tried it for just two weeks. I told myself, this is the kind of thing I should have done from the beginning. When my wife was happy, not only was she giving me the food from the refrigerator, she would prepare it for me. She would even add some more. I said, this woman is happy. The best way to actually have happiness is to make somebody happy. That was what Jesus did. Bible says in 1 John 4, 19, we love him because he first loved us. Oh, may you be like Jesus. May you be like Jesus. May you look out for somebody. May you, your mind be, be mindful of others. Be mindful of other people's pain. Be mindful of other people's difficulties. Let your mind, you know what mindfulness means? Make your mind full. Fill your mind. Be thoughtful. Jesus thought about us. He thought about us. And that's why he came into the world to save sinners you, like you. And I said, look, these people are suffering. I must go and save them. I must help them. They are helpless. We've given them rules and regulations, but they can't follow it. Therefore, let me go out there and help them. Now says, think about others, not just yourself. Amen. So when I thought about her, I became a better person. Wow. That is why when I was coming to Memphis, I thought about souls. I just didn't think about my salary. Actually, I was supposed to be in Mississippi. But there, I couldn't operate. And my pastor told me, come to Memphis. That is where you can save souls. Yeah, I mean, it was so amazing. I took a pay cut just to be here. Just for the sake of planting a church. Be mindful. When was the last time when I used to be a, a, a younger, immature, foolish husband? I never thought about birthdays. No. No, 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 no. Why should it be? It's one of the days. Every day is our birthday. Such was how it was. But as I thought about it, I realized that it's a way of valuing somebody for even the fact that the person was born for you to enjoy the person. Wow. Because of that, I take birthdays seriously. Every church member who has a birthday, I call you. I pray for you. Yeah. Wow. People take it seriously to the point where when I would put my text on the platform for people to see my birthday wishes for others, people would call me and say, Pastor, your wishes for this lady was more powerful than mine last week. So I've decided not to send my text. So everybody who's on your birthday, I call you myself and I send you private text and I let the other clap for the Lord Jesus. Think about others. Think about others. In fact, in Luke chapter, Leviticus chapter 19, verse 10, the Lord told the Israelites something. It says, you shall not glean your vineyard when you pluck your fruits. Neither shall you gather every grape from your vineyard. You should leave them 
for the poor and the stranger. I am the Lord your God. In other words, when your, your, your fruits have been produced and you take them home, leave some there. Don't pluck up everything. The poor should come. Everybody, if you're mindful like Jesus, every time put some money in your pocket, not for yourself, but for poor people. For people you meet at the roadside. Be thoughtful about them. You become like Jesus. When you meet somebody, don't give them the coins. Give them, if you can, give them $10, $20. That's better. Don't give me $20 that I'm working. One time I told somebody I need to get some water. Just one bottle. They went to buy, what, buy 24. I said, what is this? I said, can I have $1? I think they were trying to impress me. Somebody pulled out $50. Oh, pastor, you can take. I said, I only need $1. Oh, you take the rest. Don't do that for me. Do that for the poor. Yeah. Do that for the beggar. Amen. Be thoughtful about others, about the condition. You know, I used not to give tips because Ghana, where I came from, it's not common. Then somebody told me that, no, don't do that. When you see somebody coming to serve or anybody coming around, they are in need. That is why. You have a little extra. Give and make it big. Think about what when they go home, what they will eat. It will make you nicer. Be thoughtful. Think about others. Don't just think about your pocket. Your pocket is okay, but at least you have a job. Somebody doesn't have a job. Amen. Let's be like Jesus. Let's Hallelujah. be like Jesus. Clap for Jesus. Yes, so Lord. Jesus thought about others. Number two, Jesus came into the world for others. What did you come here for? Came for yourself? Did you come for others? Yeah. What did you come to church to do? Many of us, we come to church just for us. We take our sermon, we walk right out. No cleaning for others to sit down. No giving of chair for others to sit down. No singing for others to enjoy. Jesus came with no agenda of his own. His father's agenda, the agenda of mankind. Bible says he came to his own and his own received him not. The reason that I am here preaching, I am not a professional preacher. I have not gone to Bible school. I am a physician by training. I've gone to school for 35 years by the grace of God. <coughs> but I came to Memphis because of the church. Wow. Oh yeah. Look at the results. Look at the results. If people will come because of souls, if every Christian will make your Christianity about others, you don't need to be a pastor. Believe me, I'm not a, I've never been paid one day for a pastor's role before. Yeah. I do scopes. I put scopes in people's mouths and other places to look at what is wrong with them. That's my job. Never once trained to be a pastor. But I told myself, I'm in Memphis. Why should I? Just think about myself. Why should I be the only person to go to heaven? I'll carry people along. I'll carry people along. That's why I come to knock on your door. That's why I talk to you about Christ. That is why I'm preaching to you. You may not like the preaching, but it's all I have. Amen. All I can do. I came because of you. Amen. I came because of you. I could have been traveling, but I came. Sometimes I travel just to be on church on Sunday mornings because of the members. Yeah. Yesterday, I had a lot of things to do. I went out there to University of Memphis for the sake of others. Look at the church. You came to church for yourself, for your miracle, for your testimony. 
Fine. Why not? You're also a person. After all, Jesus is here for you. But who are you here for? Jesus Amen. said, I must be about my father's business. Yes. Why are you in the marriage? For yourself? So that you can call missus? So that you can wear that diamond ring and say, hi. You're, now you don't wave this way. You wave this way. Say hi. Since when did you start waving at yourself? So that your diamond will gleam at people. How selfish. Wow. That's the reason why you don't cook anymore. That's the reason why you don't smile anymore. That's the reason why you sleep in another room. That's the reason why you cook only for yourself. Selfish. I wish I could marry Jesus. Or I'll give you two days of marriage with Jesus. You see, you haven't done well. What would Jesus do? Why did you come into the job? Let them feel you. I came to make an impact. Why did I come to this church? I came to make an impact. Let your fingerprints and your footprints show. Make a difference. Yes. Jesus made a difference. He's been gone more than 2,000 years. But still, we can see what he came to do. What have you come here to do? As you've come, you've come here to watch us parade. We finished parading. Go. But after parade, you should say, wow. I want to stay in this church so that next year I will be the parade so that others will be invited. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I told my church, let it not end on International Sunday. Every Sunday must be a celebration that would get somebody to stay in the kingdom of God. Why did you come? He came to seek. Luke 19 verse 10. The son of man came to seek and to save that which was lost. Amen. Why did you come? Why are you in this world? Why did you come into this world? Mercy. Why did you go into that job? For your pockets? Start thinking about the job rather than your pockets. The pockets will start becoming full. Oh yeah. Oh yes. I'll say it again. Start thinking about what you can do to improve the job. You will improve. You will be promoted. That's what Jesus did. Tell somebody, I'll do the same. I will do the same. Bible says the devil, John 10, 10, the thief comes but to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. That's why he came. But why did you come? Who has experienced life because of you coming into Christianity? Think about it. How many people have made, been given access to heaven since you are given access? He came to seek and to save the lost. I'm in Memphis. Even my accent tells you I don't belong here. But thank God, I'm the real African-American. I have an American passport. Yes. I have an African passport. Show me your African passport. Clap for the Lord Jesus. But I came so that you might have life. You might have life. You will experience such a thing. Why did you come? Why are you here? I pray that you will not just be a visitor. You will settle in and help us to work like Jesus did. He said, I came to seek and to save that which was lost. This is a soul winning church. I pray that you will become a member, not just a visitor. 
We are family. Everybody here, you've already, we're going to pray for you as though you are our, and you are our brothers and sisters. I expect you next week. Why did you come? Amen. Why did you come? Number three. Number three. Jesus loved others. Not just himself. If Jesus loved himself, he would, would you kill yourself? Would you? Ex- Jesus said, I'm going to Jerusalem and I know I will be murdered. I will be killed by the religious people. But he went. Yeah. He came. He went. He came out of love. Love. He loved others. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he sacrificed, he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting love. People love themselves. And the verse 17 says, He came not into the world to condemn the world but rather that the world through him might be saved. He didn't need salvation. He's a source of salvation. He didn't need righteousness. He's a source of righteousness. He didn't need any blood. He is the giver of the blood. But he said, let me give myself to you out of love. Who have you given yourself to out of love? What is love anyway? Unconditional. That which thinks about others better than themselves. Jesus Christ said in Matthew chapter 22, that the first and great commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your, all your might, and all your strength, and all your, 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 your soul. And the second is like that. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus came to love, to love, to love. But you know, let me tell you the kind of love we express. There are three traditional kinds of love. Actually, there are four. But we've done the fourth one so much that we don't call it love anymore. We only know of agape, unconditional God kind of love. Filio, the brotherly love. Where I owe it to you because you're my brother. The third one is erotic love, eros. Sexual love. Romantic love. Like if I see this husband as the wife is putting the head on the shoulder of, oh my goodness. It reminds me of my honeymoon. It's erotic love. After my honeymoon, my wife took me someplace. I don't remember. And I did. Anyway, I won't tell you what happened. But that's erotic love. But there's another type of love, which is the most common. Wow. It is the love for self and my own. It's called storage. S-T-O-R-G-E. Is the love of an animal for his offspring. If it comes out of me, then yes, I need to show love. You see, as a mother carrying the baby, you take the child to school, you pay the child's school fees, you, you do everything. You are such a good mother. But it doesn't make you a good Christian. You're not a lover. Animals do the same. In fact, chickens do better. They will even kill you if you try and tamper with their children. That's the kind of love that makes us attack teachers when they punish our children. That's the kind of love that makes us buy the best clothes for our children and say, that's my girl. That's the kind of love that made me to call my daughter to come and sit in my chair. Instead of calling another, that is storage. What was the reason why she was the one who was chosen? Storage, my own. But watch this. 
if I can do this, pay fees for others, that's love. Not my child, but your child. If I can, on my vacation, sometimes I'm going on vacation, I take church members along. When I said, this person is an only child. Does not have brother or sister. And I carry them. My family, there are three, we're going. I said, bring a fourth child. Like the Hebrew boys in the lion's den, in the furnace of fire. Add. Then I take them on vacation. Three days. Not my child. Sometimes they're even rude when you go. But that's the real Christianity. Stepmothers will probably be more accepted in heaven than biological mothers. Yeah, although they are the most insulted. When they spank a child, it's because of wickedness. When they don't, it's because of negligence. They can never win. But they are trying to take care of that which is not their own. That's what Jesus did. Will you do that? Will you do that? Agape love, that forgives. That takes no record of wrongs. That believes all things. If the world will think of others, will have a beautiful place. Let me tell you, if you give you the whole world to take all the bank account, everything, and we kill everybody, you will be the most lonely person. Your joy derives, you may not know, but from somebody that you make happy. That's where real joy comes. Try it. Try it. All the sorrow. Fulfillment is in helping others. Yeah. That's why the pastors seem like they are the most blessed. They are the most whatever it is. Excited people who love make you laugh. They are the happiest people. Why don't you make somebody laugh? Why is your face always morose? Beautiful, melancholic, like you've been baptized in lemon juice. You see how I made you laugh? Make me laugh too. You see, you don't know how to do it. Clap for Jesus. Yeah. I sometimes intentionally make people laugh. I go, and then they've just lost a brother. I pick, put in my pocket a joke. That's appropriate. After I've comforted you, prayed for you. Then I release one. By the time I'm leaving, you're laughing. I brought joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. Amen. Jesus, next, came to serve others. Not to be served. Matthew 20, verse 28. The Bible says, even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered or served, but to minister or to serve, to give his life as a ransom for many. Who do you serve? A church is supposed to be a church service, not a church attendance. It's a worship service. You come to worship God and to serve others. I've decided to serve others for the rest of my life. Oh, yeah. You die and see, I'll come and serve you at your funeral. I mean, you let somebody die, not you. Yeah, I'll be there by God's grace. I will be there to serve you. You'll be in the hospital, I will be there to pray with you. That's what Christians are supposed to do. Servants. Begin to serve others. Begin to serve at your workplace. Begin to serve in your house. Begin to serve in your church. Begin to be a servant, not just a master. Who has benefited? Most members want to be served. Even the way we dress and we come to church. It showed that we came not to serve, but to be served. I'm in a t-shirt. I'm sweating more than you. I'm the chief servant. Come. These days, we don't wear fluffy and this. What are the words? 
flamboyant things to preach. You see, I wear my shirt, my buttons are open. I came to work. Hardly ever will you see me after this time. When people are eating, will I ever eat? I've told my shepherds, nobody should eat until everybody has eaten. And if the food is finished, so be it. We came to serve. That should be your attitude. Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. Clap Amen. for Jesus. Hallelujah. Finally, Jesus came to live for others. Jesus came to help others. And Jesus came to die for others. To make a sacrifice for others. What are you willing to lose so that others may have? What are you willing to lose? Who has benefited from you being in the most, the richest nation of the world? Somebody helped you to be where you are. At least somebody showed you how to put on underpants. You were in diapers. You didn't even know how to be fed. Somebody helped you to be where you are. Who have you helped? Who has benefited from your job? From your finances? Who has benefited from your citizenship? Who has benefited from your relocation to this place? Like Jesus was relocated. He helped everybody around. Who has benefited? Jesus died. He doesn't even say die. Live for him and live for others. What have you lost? Even time. Look at church members. They come so late. They can't even sacrifice time for God. They can't sacrifice for anybody. If the world was made up of little Jesuses like we claim we are Christians means Christ-like, it would be such a beautiful place, such a beautiful home. Children who are Christ-like, adults who are Christ-like, your parents will be so happy with you. Your boss will be so happy. If you are a boss, your, your, your employees will be so happy. Church members will be so happy, Mr. Pastor Man. I hope I'm doing the right thing. But decide to change the world like Jesus. Decide just by your presence, you make a difference. Because you came to be mindful of others, think about others, to love others, to live for others, to help others, to sacrifice. I don't know whether for you to die for others. But Bible says Jesus Christ died that others like you and I will die for him. Think about it. Today, Jesus wants you to accept what he brought. He said, I came. You don't need to die and go to hell at all. I came that you may live. I've done the death already. I came to give life. Do you have life? If the Lord came right now and the church was raptured up, will you be raptured? Yes, you are learning about being like Jesus. But Jesus is like Jesus already. Have you benefited from him? And today, I present to you Jesus, the one who came just for you. He didn't come for the angels, didn't come for God, didn't come for himself. He came for you. He shed his blood for you. What are you doing? Waiting until your deathbed? Do you know when you will die? Why should you go to hell when such a beautiful love offering of a sacrifice has been given to you. Jesus is standing at the door of your heart. He's knocking. He's saying, open unto me and I'll come in and I'll sup with you and I'll put my nature of thinking about others, lover in you 
you will become Christ-like. Some of you don't like the way you live. The best way to live is to have Jesus Christ into your Thank heart you, and to become like him. This is your opportunity. This is your time. You can make that decision now and he will change you to be like him. He lives in me. He will live in you. And the line, Bible says in Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life that I now live in the faith, I live by the faith of Jesus Christ, who loved me and died for me. Rest your feet. And let's pray that it comes into our hearts. Oh, I know that your food is waiting for you. I know that some beautiful things are waiting for you. But this is the most important part of the service. Put your hand on your heart, my dear, my friend, and speak to the Lord. And tell the Lord Jesus, I see your beautiful life. I want to have that beautiful life. I want to be like you. I want to think about others. I want to help others. I want to think for others. I want to help. I want to live for others. I want to be able to make others happy. Not just be selfish. Help me. Help me. Come and live inside of my heart. I need you to come and live in me. And help me to live this life like you would live it. Hallelujah. Now, with all eyes closed, I want to pray for you for a short time before we leave. You are here. You see the beautiful life of Jesus Christ. We are all saying, Jesus, what a lovely name. What a lovely person. You can become like that. It starts by He coming into your life. If you are here and you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, you want to give Him an opportunity to transform you, this is your opportunity. I just want to pray with you wherever you are standing. Lift up your hand where you are and an angel will touch you. Lift up your hand. God bless you. Father, I pray that hand, that hand, several hands that are lifted, touch them. I pray that an angel will touch you from today. If your hand is up, you will never leave this place the same. There are a few more people you want to lift up your hand wherever you are and God will touch you wherever you are. Yeah, lift up your hand. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the several hands. Father, let your angels touch these hands. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, oh, more than 10, 20 people that God is touching. You will be transformed. God is entering your heart. In fact, I want to do something. I want you, if your hand is lifted up, come to the front. I want to lay my hands on you. Come. The Holy Spirit is here. Come. Come to the front. Your hand is lifted. Come. Clap for them as they come. 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 Clap for them. Come. Walk up to the front. Walk up. Your hand is lifted. Walk up. Clap for them. Walk up to the front. Clap for Jesus. Clap for them as they come. Walk up to the front. Stand right here. Come. Oh, your hand was up. Come. Jesus is going to touch you. Don't care about who is watching. Walk up. Clap for them. Keep clapping for them. As they come. Several people are coming. There are several people at the back. You lift up your hand. Don't be ashamed. Come. Walk up to Jesus. Walk up to Jesus. Jesus wants to do a supernatural thing in your life. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father of God, by the touch, touch them and make a difference in their lives. Permanent difference. Let them never be the same again. Let them never, never be the same again. Holy Spirit, establish your presence in their lives. Let the power of God visit them. Let them be established in the kingdom forever. Now, you are in front here. And even you are in the congregation, but you just felt too timid to come. Repeat this after me, okay? 
right here in front say almighty father i am not ashamed of you actually i love you i love jesus i want to be like him and i understand that i'm a sinner please forgive me for all my sins wash me in the blood of jesus christ fill me with your holy spirit because i believe oh congregation say because i believe because i believe that jesus is the christ the son of the living god the son of the living god he died for me he died for me he died for others he died for us he helped others he helped he lived for others he lived for others he thought about others he thought about others i want to do the same i want to do the same therefore fill me with your holy spirit your holy write my name write my name in the book of life in the book of life as a born again child as a born again child of god of god i am not the same all things are passed away behold all things are become new i am a blessed person i am a jesus child so help me god amen wow weren't you blessed by that anointed word of god Come join our services this and every Sunday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time in person at 5796 Shelby Oaks Drive, Memphis, Tennessee. Be blessed.